Great West College Hockey Podcast from the Summer Skate Studios is brought to you by Liberty University. Faith and your game to the premier ACHAM1 program on the East Coast. See us at liberty.edu. M-Drive, honest ingredients, real science. Take our quiz at mdriveformen.com and see which of our products are right for you. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. With Caesars Rewards, members can enjoy rates as low as $10 a room. UNLV Hockey. Follow the Skate and Rebels Championship run all season long. For schedule and ticket information, go to rebelhockey.com. Drury Inns and Suites. Travel happy again. Book your room at one of our over 150 locations at druryhotels.com. University of Oklahoma Hockey. Big school, big dreams. For schedules and tickets, go to ouhockey.net. AT&T Wireless, where both new and existing customers always get our best deals. University of Arizona Hockey. Be part of building not just a championship culture, but the future. Visit ArizonaWildcatHockey.org. Summer Skates. Order your custom koozies or shower shoes at SummerSkates.com and show your game in comfort and style. University of Central Oklahoma, a top-ranked education and an elite college hockey experience. For more information, go to uco.edu or ucohockey.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas or 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. We are the best of barbecue Las Vegas style. San Diego State Hockey, sun, sand, and hockey, as well as a top-flight education at sdsu.edu and sdsuhockey.com. The Great West College Hockey Podcast is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Stephen Marsh. All right. Well, welcome in, hockey fans, A-C-H-A, hockey fans as it may be. Scott Strandy with you tonight on opening night in Colorado. I am in Denver, Colorado. No, not at the Avalanche game, but right here parked in Greenwood Village. My co-host is always Stephen Marsh from that beautiful, vibrant city of Las Vegas, Nevada. Stephen, how are you? I'm good. I'm parked right in my room as well uh, because there is nothing going on tonight. It's the eve of the openers, the eve of the uh, the, uh, Golden Knights opener on tomorrow and then the silver knights opener on friday and of course we had the unlv opener last week so a lot of a lot of openers i'm trying it's it's, it's <laughs> that time of year my friend it's, it's that, that time, time of year, year. Well, it's an exciting time of year there's some we are well underway in the hockey season and we just we just don't mind that one bit nope we certainly don't except when we want to be at two places <laughs> at one time and we can't be yeah exactly <laughs> exactly well that's what espn plus and tnt are for Yep. Unfortunately, uh, TNT is still at the uh, Boston-Washington game. Well, the start of the... <laughs> what else is uh, new? Let's <laughs> not start with me. Uh, oh, I can watch it on the ESPN app now. Oh, yeah, whatever. It's on TNT. That's where I want to watch it. Okay, you, can, you can watch the start of the game on True TV, and then when it's... <laughs> oh, shush. Shush with that. Just give a little extra time between the games. That's Don't they? Ever, they never. Do. They never learn that it's always gonna, be, especially for opening nights. It's never gonna. It's never gonna line up right. And somebody is gonna be angry because you're gonna miss the the late games. Always gets jipped because, yeah, especially on opening night, they get. Luckily, it didn't really affect the Golden Knights one last night. Everything ended on on time, surprisingly, for ESPN broadcast. But, but. Uh, 
luckily the home opener here for, for the Golden Knights is on local uh on local on a local uh or local regional network so There'll be no, okay. well, no interruptions. Say. No interruptions. Well, big shout out to former Denver Pioneer head coach uh, Jim Montgomery for getting his first win with the uh, Boston Bruins tonight. So that's a little local tie-in um, tonight. Uh, sorry, folks, if you're not a UNLV fan, we're talking UNLV hockey because they are doing things that are absolutely unbelievable in the ACHA world. Um, number one ranking uh, for the first time ever. They just came off of a two-week stretch where they played the NCAA national reigning champion. They played the number one team at that time, UCO. Then they came home. They opened up the Dollar Loan Center. They played two games uh, against Utah in uh, in Henderson, one at the Dollar Loan Center, one at Lifeguard Arena. And now, tomorrow, they're going to be boarding an airplane and going to Alaska to take on Alaska Anchorage. They're going to come home from that about three, four weeks later they're going to host Anchorage at the Dollar Loan Center along with Liberty, and uh, that'll be a good series. So it's time we, we talk more to UNLV hockey. So if you don't like it, I'm sorry, but uh, they are the newsmakers right now, and uh, we need to talk about it. So that's what we'll do. We'll bring Nick Raboni, the associate head coach, on here in just a few minutes. But, Stephen, before we get to Nick, um, what's going on in the world of ACHA hockey? You, you had a chance to uh, – view the games in Vegas, but there's other stuff going on. So give us a little rundown if you can about last weekend. Well, I, I want to, I, this was significant and I, I want to mention this and, and start off with uh, giving GCU a little bit of love, Grand Canyon University, because you, we, we've been talking a lot about UNLV doing things they haven't done uh, before with playing NCAA opponent in Denver, having the game at the Dollar Loan Center, what they're going to do next week and go to Alaska. But GCU did something last weekend that they have never done. And that was sweep Arizona and in a weekend series. And so that happened this past weekend at Arizona Ice Arcadia in Phoenix. The uh, Grand Canyon Antelopes uh, got a, uh, a sweep there over the uh, Arizona Wildcats. A 4-3 win on Friday and a 5-2 win on Saturday. So Wow. The Lopes are, uh, are playing some good hockey. Yeah, and, and so you, you, look at, you look at Grand Canyon and – and this just shows you how kind of how strange uh, the season can be. You have oh, I can't even find their score, but anyways, you find that Grand Canyon's first game, which was against Utah, Utah won two nothing. Utah comes to 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 Henderson, loses two games. They actually have lost four games because then they played that same weekend in Arizona State. They went from Grand Canyon to Arizona State and lost two games, and then they lose yeah, two about games ten here. miles. That, that well, yeah, <laughs> but my point, and then and then Grand Canyon loses the and then they have Arizona and beat them two times. So so it's it's you a, know what really, that's called, Stephen? <laughs> parody. Parody. Parody within yep. the WCHL, and we love it because that means every weekend is going to be a marquee matchup all season long. But and uh, it just but, continues but, on. But you look at the series for for Arizona, so you have the. Uh, Brody Selman getting a couple of goals in the first game against Arizona, and then uh, against Grand Canyon. Against Grand Canyon, okay. and then Cruz uh, and and, and Nealon and and Schmitz and Cummings getting goals for Grand Canyon uh, on that four to three win. And then you go to uh, yesterday, or you go to Saturday's games, and if you find uh, uh, that score there, um, five to two, 
You had goals by uh, Cummings, two by Cummings again. Cruz getting a goal, Schmitz a goal, and uh, Dunanek getting a goal, and then Josephson and Marquise getting goals for Arizona. Three for three. Here's here's where I'm sure Chad Berman is pulling his hair about. Uh, Grand Canyon in the Saturday game was three for three on the power play. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah, and especially early on in the year. Yeah, and 37 to 31, the the shot difference in the game there. So Grand Canyon, I mean. I, Every team we talk about, every team is is getting better, and and Grand Canyon is not going to be uh, an easy uh, opponent for for anybody, especially in in Arizona Ice Arcadia. And the fact that Grand Canyon was able to do that against Arizona, who's always been you know a, a, a powerhouse uh, certainly in the WCHL, maybe last year and this year, you know, was still early in the season still, but maybe they're a little bit more vulnerable than they've been in the past. But still, I think it's it says something to Grand Canyon and and. And who knows? Grand Canyon could find that these. Whether you get the wins here in October or you get the wins in February, it's it really uh, it makes a difference, or it doesn't make a difference. I should say whether you get in October or February, because it's all going to be factored into the computer when it is all said and done. So, uh, so kudos to uh, to Danny Roy and, and Grand Canyon um, on those wins. The other thing is we'll mention is that uh, Minot State swept Liberty this past weekend. And a two-game set there in Minot. Uh, so that was that. Uh, let me mention the other WCHL scores of significance that we'll mention. That would be Arizona State going to Oregon and playing in a sellout environment there in, in Oregon and winning 7-6 uh, to six on Friday and then on Saturday winning again. I believe uh, they won again. Or maybe they didn't play it. Maybe they just played the one game, but... No, they played oh, no. two. Oh, no, they played they two played games. Two. It was a 6-2 win for Arizona State uh, over Oregon. So here you got Arizona State, another team that's scary uh, good, uh, from what I understand, and they're much improved. And it's a five-in-a-row record to start things off for Arizona State. So um, Oregon, of course, still a fairly it's still new at the Division One level. So, But yeah, still, I mean, getting these wins, it's, it's all going to be helpful. So it's uh, Arizona State's another team that's, that's certainly uh, – uh, really doing well for themselves. So at least in the early going. So congrats to them on that. And then, then Steven, the, you know what that's called? Parody. Parody. Yeah. <laughs> parody, parody, I parody. Word. I got a new word now. I, it's cohesiveness for the year, but maybe for tonight it's parody, but, but that's uh, good. We'll, but that's good because it's like any given night. We don't know what's going I mean, I was looking at the scores on when I was watching, you know, keeping track. I, I was with. I stood by uh, AJ Bolden, the general manager for Utah. He was also filling in as their photographer, and we were chatting a little bit during the games. And he was asking me what the scores were. He wanted to know, and I was trying to look him up. And I was like, "Wow, Grand Canyon!" I mean, it's just it's just exciting. I mean, the thing about covering all these teams is we we want all these teams to do well, but not everybody's going to win every game. Obviously, somebody's going to have to lose some times. And and I just think it's better if I guess if it's every team has is in it and has an opportunity to win. Uh, it certainly makes the competition level better. Certainly makes the the games that you play better because you're playing a team that's respectable and and can beat you, and you have to be at your best. And that's going to help you come tournament time too. You always have to be on your A game, or you, or you're not going to get a win. And, and in a place like Grand Canyon is a very tough place to play, and we've seen that in the past. Even when they don't come out with wins, they're in the games. They they either get a lead and they end up losing the lead, and the teams have to come back, or or in this case they win or. Or whatever, but it's it's never been an easy place to play for Grand uh, for for teams to go in there and play. 
No, it really isn't. And uh, like you said, it's it's really nice to have the parity because we've longed for that for a number of years now to, to get this level up. I told everybody that would listen to me from last summer on that uh, I think this is the best uh, ACHA M1 league in all of the country when you look at top to bottom. I said that last year too, and it's even better this year because some of the teams at the bottom have gotten remarkably better. Uh, I'll, I'll uh, uh, Oklahoma, man, what a what a resurgence with that program and a lot of adversity for them to have to deal with. And uh, they've gone right through it. They just moved right on and um, never, uh, never looked back at losing their arena and having to share one now with UCO. But I mean, it's, uh, it's incredible. So when the, the lower end of your uh, conference moves up, that just makes everybody better. So uh, well, it's and, exciting. And, and Colorado is off to a pretty good start. And they're, yeah, towards they're a great start. Off to a great start, <laughs> yep. Uh, Missouri State, which is a team that's normally towards the top as of right now, is, is kind of slow out the gate. There might be some other circumstances there that, that uh, are, are, are part of that, but but they're still they're, they're slow out of the gate. They, they lost a couple of games in, in Colorado State, a, a team that last year was towards the bottom half, and now they're kind of uh, maybe starting to look better. They're 4-2 and two right now. So, you know, it's just – it's just a good thing, and even even the games, and we're going to get more into UNLV with with Nick Raboni in a minute. But even the UNLV games with Utah, even though UNLV won both those games, credit Utah, they were it was a battle, and it always is a battle with those two teams. And as it goes back to the 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 level of competition and the parity and everything, a lot of these games are battles, no matter who wins and loses. But I mean, Utah had a two one lead going into the third period in the first game at the Dollar Loan Center, and then UNLV dug deep and did what. What teams of their caliber do, they're able to come back and and win, and uh, and then the next game was a six-two game, but it was it was four-two. It was you know and kind of close there. And then the distance kind of got away from Utah in the third period in that game, you know, playing two nights in a row. So, I even the games that you look at those scores and and those were close games too. And and even if the score doesn't necessarily indicate that and. And you know, you know, how good their team is, how talented their roster is, and then Utah comes in and and is able to push them uh, pretty good. Uh, it says a lot about how good Utah is, even though they're off to a one and four start. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's uh, it's really good stuff, and uh, it's thrilling to be able to uh, to have this kind of parity. As I as I keep going back to that word because I don't know of a better word to describe it. Um, you know, and that's uh, that's how you make champions, right? I mean, uh, the best play the best. Iron uh, sharpens iron, as they say. And uh, you have uh, the next thing you know, you've got a national championship, and uh, that's what teams in the WCHL are looking to get back to. I mean, UCO was close last year. UNLV was close last year. Lindenwood walked away with it, but guess what? Lindenwood is now an NCAA program. Uh, I know Adrian's challenging for it. I know Liberty's challenging for it. So uh, it, it doesn't get any easier. But if you've got a conference schedule like the, the WCHL has, it's nothing more than just um, continuing to play good opponents and, and try to defeat good opponents. Even if you lose, you want to lose by goal or, uh, or send it to overtime or whatever and keep those computer points coming up. Yeah, overtime games or at least especially shootout games, I think, believe go as a tie in the computer for the uh, ACHA ranking. So if, if sometimes, sometimes that can be, that can be a bit uh, of a thing too, but I think it's, uh, it can be helpful too. 
uh, if, if you can get a game in an, in an overtime situation. Yeah, totally agree with you. I think we got Nick close. Uh, I'm trying to get a message to him here to see if we can get him uh, online with us and start chatting some UNLV Rebel hockey as well, they continue to march their way forward. While we work on that, I'll, I'll, I'll run down the standings real quick. The WCHL does a good job of updating those when games take place. And uh, uh, we, said, got, we got Nick. So We got so Nick on. Put it on hold. Uh, we got the associate head coach from the UNLV Rebels, Nick Raboni, with us. Nick, Scott, and Stephen with you. First of all, how are you, and uh, how are things going as you prepare to go to Alaska? Yeah, how's the packing going? <laughs> it's good. It's good. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, we're, uh, we're packing warm. It's going to be cold and wet up there. <laughs> that, sounds, told, that sounds about right for Alaska. <laughs> right? I, I warned all of our uh, our listeners. I said, if you don't like UNLV hockey, you better start because we're talking UNLV hockey tonight. You guys are doing things that are uh, just unheard of. And uh, I, so we want to break this uh, conversation into three parts. Part one is we want to talk about coming to Denver, uh, playing the, the reigning national NCAA champion, and then uh, boldly taking on UCO the very next day. Uh, I thought that was incredible. Steven was there to see them both, but um, your thoughts on that first and foremost? Well, you, you know, we're never going to pass up the opportunity to at least, you know, play a game with Denver, especially at Magnus Arena, which is, you know, a, a very historic spot. Um, obviously, I think we would have liked it to have been more competitive on the scoreboard, but we, we felt that we played well in spurts and there was definitely times in that game where we thought we were playing to our identity a bit more and you know i think there is obviously a talent gap there with uh you know the nhl draft picks that they have and you know just the continued success that they've had uh the past few years um but in, in all reality you know i think it was a good experience for our guys to go in there and and see what real division one college hockey was like um it's only going to better prepare us for the future games and then Moving forward uh, that weekend, you know, we got a chance to play Central Oklahoma again. It's obviously a last-minute game that we kind of threw together, and kudos to them for taking the game. They didn't have to. Um, but for us, it was it was great to at least get two games there, and obviously playing the uh, the number one team of the country at the time was something we've wanted to do since that bitter loss last year in the semifinals. Um, so, it, you know, it was uh, overall a successful weekend. We were happy with it, and um you know now we we moved forward to utah and you know now we move forward to alaska it's just it's coming quick you got to be prepared each and every weekend <laughs> boy you're not kidding um steven's gonna jump in in just a minute but but i want to ask you and, and kind of tell you if i can that um there is no sense of uh the, i don't know what anything when you lose to uh denver because there's going to be a lot of ncaa teams are going to lose to denver uh so that uh that uh, atmosphere at Magnus and that talent base that they have is really second to none in NCAA hockey. So um, I thought you guys did a fine job of competing. And I, everything that I heard from Denver people, Mick, was that you guys carried yourself very well and represented very well. And I know David Carl told me that uh, you were a great preparation for the start of their season, which was last weekend in the icebreaker. Yeah, I mean, D DC and their whole staff are just great hu human beings. I mean, like I said, we were treated – uh, unbelievably, um, you know, obviously they're a program that many aspire to, to be like, and fortunately, you know, we have a pretty good relationship with their staff and who knows, you might see another UNLV, uh, Denver game, uh, in the future. Very good. Very good. All right, Stephen, fire away. 
Yeah, Nick, you know, we, we've talked about, you know, you kind of ha- had the experience with Denver, and I think that was a positive thing, even even though with the result not going your way. But, you know, it's so the nature of the ACHA sometimes and, and how the, the Central Oklahoma game kind of came to be. Uh, obviously, you, you had flight issues that happened, and so you were able to get this uh, scheduled. But the, the, the facility, <laughs> you go from Magnus Arena to this, <laughs> I guess was an old air, airplane hangar and with an ice rink in it now. I mean, it just kind of it just shows you how, how the ACHA can, can kind of work out sometimes. But uh, what was that like going from Magnus and then you had the experience of playing Central Oklahoma, a big game in, in that kind of a environment, way different than what you experienced the night before. Yes, much different venue, um, but ice is ice. And in, in all reality, you know, our motto is, you know, we'll play anyone, anywhere, anytime. So I think uh, with that being said, it was a perfect time to do it. Um, didn't really matter where the venue was and everybody gets to play on the same sheet. Um, it's more or less probably similar to, to how a Nationals game would feel with not uh, not either team's home crowd playing a big advantage and into any circumstance or situation. Um, I, I mean, hey, it was uh, it is what it is. Like I said, I think uh, both teams, you know, were, were ready to go. Maybe a little slow start. There wasn't a whole lot of energy in the building, um, but you create your own. And I thought that we did a pretty good job of that. And Central Oklahoma has a great team again this year. So for us to be able to come out on top, it really probably could have gone either way. We got a couple couple good bounces and, and maybe had a little bit more offensive zone time and it played in our favor uh, for that night. And how, and how much, I mean, you, you shared with me a little bit when I was there with you guys that, that um, you know, it was the Thursday leading up to when you played Denver that you were able to schedule, but how much of a process was that? I, I, I know you reached out to Central Oklahoma and they were right on board, but, but figuring out a place to play that and, and, and getting that place uh, as a place that you were going to play, how, how much did that take? I mean, how much, how much planning did that take? Obviously you had to do this quite quick, but. Yeah, it was a lot of communication back and forth. Um, when Coach Greener told me that they were open to playing us, I pretty much got on the phone and called every rink in what seemed like the greater Denver area to find time. <laughs> and, uh, you know, finding time on, on a Thursday for a Sunday for three hours, um, you can probably imagine it was pretty difficult. But, uh, you know, Big Bear Ice Arena had it. And uh, as soon as they told me they had it, I said, let's lock it in. Got on the phone with the refs. We had, you know, four refs. And, um, then we were away, you know, it just, it kind of just really worked out for us that, uh, that we were able to do that. But, um, like I said, I think it's props to central Oklahoma, Oklahoma wanted to play us after already playing two games as well. So it was, uh, it was an adjustment for both teams, but we're, we're both, I think, glad that we got to do it. Nick, while you were, uh, in, uh, Denver with Steven, <laughs> I was in uh, Minnesota with the newest NCAA program, the Lindenwood Lions, who were the defending champions of ACHA M1 hockey. Um, and I had, we had Rick uh, Zombo on the show last night, and I asked him about that, and he said, hey, kudos to you guys for playing Denver. He said, Denver really woke us up last year and uh, showed us what it was going to take to play NCAA hockey. And he really does a lot of credit to uh, playing that Denver program. And, um, you know, whether you guys go NCAA or not isn't the point at right now, but how much should they prepare you to be a better hockey team this season? I think Rick's right. I mean, it's a, it's a wake up call right away. I mean, you go in there and um, kind of take a licking like that, and it brings you brings you down a peg. Even uh, you know, if you have you feel you have a great team on paper, and you know you've been practicing for a month and everything looks good, but 
then you get out there and it's, uh, you know, it's another level. It's another speed. It's, um, it's something that I think our guys can carry though with them the rest of this year, you know, knowing that, uh, they have how much harder they have to push at practice, how much more prepared we need to be and ready to go. We need to be, um, I even think that, uh, it, you know, it doesn't matter if it's Denver or Utah. I mean, we got a little bit of a wake up call on Friday with Utah. We didn't, we didn't come ready to play. We weren't prepared. And they brought us to us for, you know, two and a half periods until we woke up a little bit. So um, I think that uh, getting these games in early on in the season, tough ones, uh, whether it be Denver or a close one there with Utah, um, it, it's going to only help get us better as we prepare for the national tournament. And we want to be preparing and, and peaking in March, not, you know, November. So we're OK with where we're at right now. OK, let me follow that up quickly, Stephen. You can jump in. But um Two final things I want to mention on this uh, start of the season for you is how much does that videotape that you have of uh, that game against Denver, how how much is that going to help you down the road? That's part one. And part two is uh, it's always great to play a close game, but even better if you win the close game like you did against Utah, right? You're right. I, I think um, to answer your first question, um, you know, we probably don't show our guys as much of that Denver game um, initially. I think that you take clips and, and things like that and you pick and choose times that you feel are going to be right for them to see it. Um, obviously, you know, they were pretty, pretty down in the dumps a little bit. I mean, um, you know, the expectations were, you know, were, were a little bit, uh, higher than we, you know, like I said, we really wanted to, to kind of show that we were better than that. Um, but at the same time, you know, Denver's got such a good team. It's, it's nice to be able to see what they're doing offensively and defensively and how you might be able to incorporate some of the things in, in our systems and our philosophies. So I think that we really take that. Um, and then moving into your second question, yeah, you do, uh, you do want to win those close games and you're hoping that, um, that is still a wake up call for your team. I mean, people always talk about how you learn more from a loss than a win. And, uh, I agree with that to a certain extent, but in our league and college hockey in general, you know, you can't really afford to drop any games when it comes to these rankings. And, um, I'm still glad we won that game. Yeah. So so Nick, uh, when you, you know you talked, so you follow up that weekend, and then you go into uh, go into the weekend with with Utah, and and that was already going to be a big weekend, uh, obviously with with you guys playing out in Henderson for the first time, and and getting to play a game at the Dollar Loan Center at building that's still fairly new in its own right, and uh, and so you, so you come, I'm sure it felt a lot better going into that weekend with a win and it get a big win against central Oklahoma. than if you would have just played the one game against Denver and, and yeah, you would have shown up and did good, but then losing and coming home to play Utah. So I'm sure it was a lot better coming in with, with that win over central Oklahoma. Definitely. And, you know, like you said, playing at that facility, it's, it's unbelievable. The dollar loan center first class. Um, it was such a, a pleasure for our guys and they were really, really excited. And, you know, we had a great turnout, I thought for the, for that game. And, um, and then moving forward into the lifeguard game, I thought we had another great turnout of fans and, you know, the support that we have in the community is second to none. Um, but to be able to play central Oklahoma and then you come back and, and you play teams like Utah, there's, there's really no, um, there's no easy games anymore. I mean, there's, you know, sometimes there used to be like, Oh, this team here and this team there, you might be able to take a night off and get away with it. Now, if you take a night off, I mean, anybody can beat you. Yeah, okay, and, so let's. Well, uh, well can I? Can one I more, yeah, yeah, I want to follow up 
did you, did you guys get official attendance for the Dollar Loan Center game? How many people came? I mean, it looked it looked like a pretty good crowd. Definitely more than you definitely would be able to get in City National. Do you get any final numbers on on the attendance? Yeah, it was it was just about two thousand. Nice, very nice. Which yeah. that's not bad because that's only about a five thousand seat rink. So two thousand in a five thousand seat facility is, is is it was pretty good. I mean, there was some sections that had a ton of ton of people in them. So it was it was a good little it was a good turnout. Certainly two thousand and that looks a lot better than when you guys played at T-Mobile in the past in two thousand in a sixteen thousand seat arena or at the Orleans where it was like seventy eight hundred. So I think that I think the sizing of the the facility too I think makes it makes it look look better. I mean, you obviously want to get more than that in the future, but not bad for, for your first ever game there. With all the things that were going on in Vegas, too. Yeah, with, you know, with that's the- what I was just going to say. There's a few <laughs> things going on in Vegas on weekends, too, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're, you know, we're battling with a lot. So, uh, you know, I think... And even at, even at UNLV, too, you had the, you had, I think the Running Rebels were doing something that night, doing a thing with their team, and then, you know, the UNLV football is on the road, so you, you always are having to contend with those things, too. Always, always something going on here. So props to our marketing team for, for really pushing it the last month and getting it out there. And we hope to, to do it even bigger and better versus Alaska and on November uh, 16th. Okay, so uh, second part of uh, our visit tonight, um, the rankings came out. You guys are number one for the first time in ACHA M1 hockey. Um, I got a feeling that you guys like to be number one. I don't think it really adds any pressure or uh, puts a target on your back. Am I close on that one, Nick? Well, we're exactly where we want to be. That's for sure. Um, that's always the goal, right? Is to to be number one and and really have those high expectations and standards. And um, that's where you want to be. You want to be the the team that everybody's gunning for. I think that that's uh, where we feel comfortable. Um, it gives us a little bit of pressure every game, which I think you need and you want. Um, but this is exactly what we've strived for. You know, since I came here eight years ago. Um, obviously it, it, it doesn't mean much right now. Um, but you know, I think that it's a, it's a really big step in the right direction of, of being an elite program, you know, year in and year out and, and showing that last year, you know, wasn't just a one year thing, but we're here to stay. And this is exactly the uh, position we want to be in. Yeah, totally agree with you. And as we uh, started the top of the show with your packing now to make the trip to Anchorage, um, I had a chance to see Anchorage last weekend. Um, they're pretty good. <laughs> they played at Colorado College last weekend, and I thought they were they were pretty darn good for uh, a, a resurgence. That's the word they kept using. We're a resurgence NCAA team. So, w- how do you prepare, and what do you take out of this coming weekend in Anchorage, Alaska? They are a good team, a very good team. Um, you know, we've watched a lot of film on them, you know, the last few weeks, and I got a chance to see him play Simon Frazier and and then Western Michigan, who obviously they split a series with there at home. So uh, it looks like a really tough place to play, too. Uh, you know, it's a, it seems like it's a smaller, smaller venue, but they pack it and it's loud and, you know, it's not going to be an easy place for us. Um, but, uh, you know, I think that the big thing is we want to play our game, our style, and, and we want to try and dictate the, the pace a little bit more than obviously we were able to versus Denver. And we're going to have to be really smart defensively and, and really good in our own end, taking care of the puck better. Um, there's going to be things that we, we have to do and we have to be firing on, on all cylinders and able to, uh, to compete this weekend. Well, let me ask about you. The action on the ice, but what did, are you? You're probably going to have time to do. I mean, 
uh, the, the team seems pretty excited about going to Alaska, I'm sure. Uh, it's a beautiful place. Uh, is there any plans to, to do some sightseeing? Or I mean, you're there to play games, but I'm sure there's some, there's some time to going to be able to enjoy what Alaska has to offer. Is, is, that, in, is that in the plans? You know, when we go on the road, uh, to be honest with you, it's it's uh, it's <laughs> yeah. a business trip mindset. We uh, it's even something for we trip, discuss. Even for a trip like this, when you're going to play a NCAA opponent. Yeah, even for a trip like this, um, I think that it, it's just a uh, it's it's part of our culture. Um, just knowing that hey, we're going on the road. We, we there's going to be times to have fun with the team. We might give you a few extra hours here or there, but in all reality, you know, we're going up there to to try and win hockey games. And um, you know, there's certain times and places and locations where maybe we give them the the night off on a Saturday and, and leave Sunday. And, you know, and it really depends on if they win, to be honest, but that's, uh, it's really what it comes down to. I mean, our mindset is it's a business trip and, um, you know, we're there to play hockey. We're there to win games. And that's kind of changed over the, I mean, you guys have always been like focused on game, but you know, you go on these trips and, and it seems like that's something that's, that you guys have really like honed in the last few years, especially as you guys have, been so close now to what you want to accomplish that when we go on the road hockey is what we're there for not nothing else if maybe if we can sneak something in we it's there but you're just there to play a game yeah and it's a little give and take too i think you reward them when they when they play well and and they're all bought in and everybody's uh there for the right reasons um but you know what like a couple years back just for example you know we went to new york and you know we actually flew in a day early and took the guys to Statue of Liberty and we did some tours and things like that. And then, you know, we came out and we, we, uh, we laid an egg versus Stony Brook and, and we actually got swept. And pretty much after that weekend, you know, the staff sat down and said, Hey, you know what? I think we need to kind of change the mindset. Even on these big trips, it's, uh, it's all business. And uh, if we decide to loosen the reins, we can loosen the reins, but you can never retighten them. Yeah. Good stuff. I want to ask you about the strength of the WCHL. Nick, you know, I've been talking about this for a couple of years now. I think from top to bottom, this might be the best conference in all of ACHA M1 hockey. Um, uh, what, what are your thoughts on that? Does it, does it feel good to have a tough com- opponent almost every weekend? It does. I think uh, it really prepares you for, uh, for what hopefully is a, is a long playoff run when you're playing um, good teams week in and week out. Um, it's uh, it, it just, it really, really helps set the standard for, you know, where you want to be come March. And uh, like I said, it's even the teams that uh, have perennial been, you know, maybe a little bit uh, further down on the, uh, in the standings seem to be turning it around. And I, I, you know, I give credit to all the coaches in this league and, um, even teams like Oregon, which seem to be very competitive with ASU last weekend and, and San Diego and things like that. I think um, you're just seeing more and more players come out West. They want to be here, whether it's school or whether it's the program itself, how it's run, or maybe it's just the weather. Um, but I can totally see a, a shift moving in, in the ACHA right now where, you know, perennial powers in the Midwest um, you know, whether it's Iowa State not having a team this year or Lindenwood moving up, you're just seeing a lot of talent out West right now. Let me ask you about uh, Grand Canyon for just a minute because I we started the show off talking about they're doing something they've never done before, and that was sweep Arizona. And I think that's a team that I think we can call, classify as like a perennial contender every year, at least in the past. They've always kind of they've, – they've won the WCHL several times. They've been in the national tournament. Uh, but they went to – uh, Grand Canyon and lost both games to, to GCU. 
Um, so I guess from your experience playing Grand Canyon, especially there, that is not an easy place to play. And, and what do you th- says about a team like Grand Canyon again as a team that has gotten better as well? You know, Danny and and all of them do a really good job down there. It's uh, it's a tough place to play. It's um, you know, it's an it's an older facility, but uh, they uh, they do a really good job making it loud in there. The music and the speakers and the production that they have. Um, so they you know they've been turning it around slowly but surely the last few years. And you know, I think that they can be a, a team that that gets to nationals for sure and, and contends. And um, they've given us some really really tough games the last few years as well. Um, and then Arizona, another really good program. I think what always is tough for them is not maybe getting the ice that they, that they traditionally, um, that other programs get, you know, with being at T, T, uh, TCC down there, it can be difficult and they tend to turn it around towards the later parts of the year. So no doubt in my mind, both of these teams are, are going to be really, really tough and we got to be prepared whether it's home or away. Okay, so let me ask you about this. Now you're back. Let's say you're back from Alaska next week and you're starting to focus on other things. It's not long until you get the uh, Anchorage Seawolves in uh, the Dollar Loan Center. And then you also have Liberty coming cross country. What does that say about ACHA hockey when Liberty's willing to, to make the trek across the country? A lot like you will when you go there, but they're coming to Vegas. They want to use it as an alumni type reunion. They want to play some quality hockey and they're willing to do it three games and three nights. I think uh, I think you hit the nail on the head. It's it's college hockey at the ACHA Division One level is good hockey. It's um, it's very fast. It's very competitive, and from top to bottom, programs are run extremely well. And that comes with uh, scheduling and and making sure that you play the the best teams as much as you can. So a program like Liberty, um, who's had a storied program now for a long time, is is going to want to play the best and. We feel that we're in that category now. So um, for us to have them here and host them, it's going to be an exciting weekend. And then us going there, obviously, you know, last year was uh, it was a really good series. We were able to pull out a, a split and won the Midnight Madness game. But, um, you know, to be honest, Scott, I'm really not looking past uh, ASU either. Um, they have a really good program. And so coming back from Alaska – all sites turn to ASU. I think uh, they that they're doing a really good job down there, and and that program has has improved dramatically um, since probably the midway point of last year till now. So, like I said, you, you can't look ahead in any situation, but obviously having Liberty come to Vegas, and and I think that we uh, have developed a pretty good rivalry, you know, over the last year as well. Now, speaking of that ASU weekend. Is there? T- this is an opportunity to kind of latch on to a bigger, I mean, big event that's happening for the NCAA a- a- ASU program because they're going to play at T-Mobile at the at October 29th. You guys are playing that same day earlier in the day against the ACHA program, and then also you're playing your midnight game uh, the couple days before that. So I'm sure that was uh, <laughs> that was scheduling was done by design. But how much do you kind of latch on? Uh, maybe can latch on to that and make it kind of a you know they can come watch the. ACHA program play you guys or you guys and then they can go to T-Mobile and watch the NCA guys play and that sold out game so how much does all that play into it yeah it just kind of worked out that way to be honest with you you know it wasn't planned or anything like <laughs> I was trying that, to give you more credit yeah it was, it's just kind of perfect, it's, per- perfect sometimes form, it? it's you know it just works out well and obviously our midnight game last year was absolutely nuts um so we're looking to do round two um with greek night and everything like that that thursday 
it's going to just be a mainstay with what we're trying to do. And obviously a lot of teams around the ACHA do the midnight game. They're fun. It's uh, it obviously messes with everyone's schedule a little bit, um, but it'll be nice to, to be able to play that Thursday and then both teams recoup on Friday and then uh, play Saturday. And I don't know if the ASU ACHA team plans on, on leaving, but um, you know, I think that obviously our staff is going to stick around and get, try and get tickets to the, to the division one game on Saturday night. All right, final one for me is uh, when you look at, at college hockey and well, hockey in general in Vegas, but I want to stick to the college side of things, Nick. Um, when you and I and uh, Nick and or, uh, Anthony and uh, Arturo and Z, we all got together for the first time seven years ago or whatever it was now. Could you ever realistically have imagined that uh, this is the way college hockey would be seven years later in, in Las Vegas, Nevada? I know you um, wanted it to, but let's be real here. Do you think it would turn out like this? And a Frozen Four coming in a few years here, too, which is a big deal. <laughs> yeah, back then, no. Obviously, prior to, you know, the NHL coming here and, you know, putting its uh, footprint on, on another area of the southwest part of the United States, I don't think anybody imagined this. And then uh, as you see things develop and, you know, you think this could happen or that could happen, and then they do – um, I think it goes to show the popularity of hockey that has really grasped the community here. And uh, it's only growing. I mean, I look at these rinks and they're just packed with kids and, um, you know, there's not enough ice half the time for what's going on here. So it, it's really cool to see. Uh, I think that uh, the Knights will always be Vegas's team. No disrespect to the Raiders, but uh, I think a lot of people still see that as them as the Oakland Raiders, but the Knights will will always be Vegas' team, and I think that that plays a, a big role in, in the people's love for them in general and then how it's now torn to, towards, turned towards the game of hockey. I want to ask one question about the your guys' locker room because it's it's under a little bit of construction from what I've seen when I'm there for Golden Knights stuff, and your, your, that locker room is being uh, – one that you guys typically use is being under uh, – looks like a little remodel, so – when, did, when do you expect that to be finished, and when will you guys get to actually move back into your locker area? Yeah, we are. We actually had a very gracious donor um, build out full-on stalls for all of our guys this year. So it's upwards of about a $70,000 remodel to the locker room this year. Um, we're really excited for it. We get to move in next week. It's Everything should be done throughout this weekend. So it's, uh, it's something that we've been waiting for for a long time and wanting to do, and you know, like I said, it takes time and you build the relationships in the community and good things happen. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be a nice little remodel and can't wait to show you guys uh, when you come back down. Okay, let me uh, end it on this with two comments. Number one, uh, Denver's kind of claiming now that they're the hockey, cap hockey capital of 2022. How long until we see the hockey capital of 2023 or 2024 be Las Vegas, Nevada? That's number one. And number two is we've got a new partner in College Hockey, Inc., and they are thrilled with the growth of hockey. So uh, uh, you'll hear their spots uh, with us, and uh, we're thrilled to be with them. But, man, what a job everybody's done to uh, bring this game up when everybody told us during the pandemic, Nick, that it might be the death knell. Well, I think Denver uh, has a pretty tight uh, grip right now on that. Uh, so <laughs> I, there's going to be a lot, of the, a lot of things that would have to fall into place for us to, to take that over. Um, but, yeah, I think that, uh, you know, you guys partnering with College Hockey Inc. is, is a huge step. 
for the growth of hockey. And I, and I can't wait to see what school is, is going to be the next one to really push the envelope. And, you know, hopefully it's us. We'll see one day. But uh, I think I think that, um, you know, College Hockey Inc. has done a tremendous job in, in growing the game. And I, and I can't wait to really see how it continues to progress out west because there's just so much opportunity out here. Well, you mentioned that uh, you were going to play some games against Denver possibly in the future. And my co-host on uh, Sunday through Tuesday chimed in and said, will those games count in the pairwise? <laughs> we'll see we'll see <laughs> nick ravoni thanks so much for joining us tonight safe travels up to alaska and back and uh i'm on my way to arizona tomorrow so i'll be over to vegas and uh it'll be three weeks in the southwest again for me so i'm looking forward to it awesome guys thanks for having me on thanks, all right man. folks that's uh, nick ravoni the associate head coach with the unlv rebels all the time making history but none more than maybe this last a uh, month or so with their uh, their games against Denver, now being the number one ranked team in ACHA M1 hockey, and of course now taking on more challenges with uh, NCAA teams. So Stephen and I are going to take a quick break. We're going to come back in uh, just a couple of minutes, and uh, we'll talk more Great West College Hockey Podcast. UNLV Rebel Hockey, located in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, is proud to partner with Ice Time Hockey Southwest. As a premier ACHA Division I university, UNLV offers a unique chance to play college hockey. Experience a pro setting in Hockey Mad Las Vegas while you earn your degree in any of our over 300 majors in one of the world's destination cities. If this sounds right for you, then visit us at rebelhockey.com to get your future started today. Oklahoma City has over 100 areas of study 
and over 200 student organizations to help you find your fit. Whether it's our stunning 210-acre campus or our NCAA-level hockey environment, go to uco.edu or ucohockey.com and see if Oklahoma's Metropolitan University is for you. Your hometown hockey team. Your Western Collegiate Hockey League champions. Your Arizona Wildcats. Tickets for Arizona hockey are now on sale. Support your Wildcats as they battle ASU for another Cactus Cup championship and more at the Tucson Arena. Your hockey team. Your Arizona Wildcats. Call 791-4101 for tickets now. Oklahoma Sooners Hockey, celebrating 20 years of big hits, 20 years of big saves, and 20 years of big goals. Go to OUHockey.net and get your season or single-game tickets to see the Sooners take on national powers, Minot State, Missouri State, and, of course, rival Central Oklahoma. Single-game tickets are just $10 apiece, while OU students and staff are free with their ID. Youth hockey players are also free if they wear their jerseys. 20 years of Oklahoma Sooners Hockey. The action you crave, only faster. I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No. Stopping at Jesse Ray's Barbecue for lunch. Oh, that fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by offensive ribs. I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork, smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. My name is Hunter Mazzillo, and I'm number 26 for the UNLV Skating Rebels, and you're listening to the Great West College Hockey Podcast. Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Phil Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice? Our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable. Show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates. You can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. Hi, my name is Cameron Henderson from San Diego State, and you're listening to the Great West College Hockey Podcast.
Summer Skate Studios. This is the Great West College Hockey Podcast. All right, I think we got it all in. It is the uh, Great West College Hockey Podcast. Scott Strandy with you tonight from Denver, Colorado. And my co-host, as always, Stephen Marsh, joining me from that beautiful, vibrant city of Las Vegas, Nevada. That's my new line, Stephen. I'm going to just use that over and over and over again. Well, vibrant? <laughs> yeah. Well, well, it's always vibrant here. So That's what I said. Isn't that true? It's the vibrant city? Yeah, I mean, other than okay. other than the COVID hiccup, it's it's always vibrant here. Okay. <laughs> All right, we got that clear. All right, you know how it goes. Whenever we have a guest on, it's always fun to uh, find out what your ears heard versus what my ears heard. So go ahead, give us a breakdown of what you heard from Nick Raboni tonight. Well, always, always business. I mean, it's it's this team. It's it really has come come away and and not that they've always haven't been been focused but you have really seen at the last few years the focus that this team has on what they want to do and and you know i asked him about trip to alaska you know and 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 how you know sightseeing and stuff but they said it and even even though they're going to play exhibition games ncaa opponent they treat it as a game weekend as as they should i'm not saying that that's a bad that they treat it as a game weekend and they're going in there with the mindset they're going to prepare the same way they're going to prepare for Alaska, I mean, theoretically, that they're going to prepare for an ACHA opponent. I mean, it's that's how this team is geared right now. They they don't, no matter the opponent, no matter who they play, they are going in there um, with the preparation that they feel like they have to put in um, to, to play. Uh, so that's that's exciting. And 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 that's and that's true. And I remember the trip that they took to New York a few years ago. Uh, it, they did they did what Nick said, and and then they didn't they didn't win those games. And so that's kind of changed how they approach uh, road trips and stuff. And and yeah, it'd be cool to, to find time to go, you know, see what Alaska has to offer in the Anchorage area. But they're there to play games, and maybe they'll get a couple hours to kind of see stuff around where they're staying or whatever, or, may, or and and will certainly see it on the flight in. But they know what they're there to do. They're there to play play hockey and that's and and i think all the and i think all the players buy into that and i think they understand that and they they know that and they're excited for that uh, because now they have this number one uh ranking uh, on their uh, backs and, and yes this, this we should preface this isn't the computer rankings that are ranking them number one it's it's i think the coaches decided right now so i think even nick said it's a, it will really matter later on in the season when those rankings kick in and stuff but still to have yeah, we're about a month away, I think, from those, or maybe right. maybe a little less. But you keep winning games between now and then, and then it should be no doubt between computer or whatever that this team is number one uh, in, in the country, in the ACHA. So uh, those are some, some takeaways that I had. Okay, um, good ones. Now I'm going to tell you some that I heard. Number one is uh, I think they are loving the fact that they're number one in the country. I think they, they cherish that. Um, he, he said from the very start and, and Nick, what I'm talking about, uh, said that, that that's where they want to be. They want to be there from start to finish if they can. Um, so you know what, that's, that's a positive. I kind of figured that would be the answer. The other thing that I heard was, uh, I tried to bait him a little bit, not on purpose, but, uh, I asked him about, yes, on uh, purpose. <laughs> <laughs> I asked him a little bit about the Liberty weekend and, and the, uh, Anchorage Seawolves coming to Vegas. And uh, he stopped me real quick and said, "Hey, not uh, our look- focus. 
when we come back from Anchorage, our focus has got to be on Arizona State the and, next weekend. And, and and it needs to be because ASU is much improved, and that is, again, not going to be easy games. And, and they're going to have two weeks to prepare for that, which can be good and bad. They're not going to they'll play this week in Alaska. They won't play games next weekend, and then they'll have the two the midnight game of any of all things. I wanted to ask Nick too. I'm I'll try ask him in the future because uh, I see them frequently. But is uh, how how tough is it to get these 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 other teams, these other coaches, to agree to play in a midnight game? <laughs> I know Utah did it last year, and I'm sure they're glad they didn't have to come here and do it again this year. I'm sure it's fun to do one yeah, time to the opposing team, but maybe to do it every year would be would be uh, would be tough. But maybe, you know. but but I think uh, the schools really, cha- uh, you know, that they like that challenge is what I'm trying to say. I guess. Yeah, and, and, it's, and it pro- and it provides a very uh, unique intent, atmosphere. A unique atmosphere, <laughs> at least the way UNLV does it, because they last year where they. It was a lot of the Greek life students were there at that time of day, where there's not much more else going on in town at, at midnight. And uh, oh, come was, on, it's and, Las Vegas. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, yes, <laughs> there's stuff you. going on, but you know, I'm all, no, no other sporting stuff goes on that late. You know, and the, and the the shows are all wrapped up on the strip, and you know, and, UFC fighting's over by then. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, so yeah, I mean, so it's 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 a nice way to. To spend some time in uh, in Vegas. Of course, Vegas is a twenty four hour town anyway, at least around the the strip area. But, uh, but I mean, for college kids especially, I mean, they're they're up there at that much time anyway. A lot of times they go to they go to parties and they go to these things and whatever. What so. college students <laughs> go to parties? Okay. Yeah, you were in college back in the day a few years ago. You should know, <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> a few years ago, there weren't such things as parties in the seventies, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so it it is a nice uh, th- thing that they can do, and, and and it is so Vegas. I mean, we the minor league team here did it, did it with the with the uh, ECHL team. They had a midnight game here, and it was pretty uh, pretty popular thing. And and so it's it's cool if you're gonna have a a, a midnight thing uh, in Vegas. It's uh, you know, but it's it's not far off from some cities. You know, in some of these rinks, you know, these these pickup games and stuff, they sometimes start at ten, ten thirty at night. I mean, sometimes I'm at City National for UNLV game, and 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 the UNLV game finishes up, and there's like another men's league game or somebody coming out. Sure, that's ready for the to old start. men. So, that's for the old <laughs> so, men get right. to play. So I mean, it's yeah. So it's I guess it's it just shows you how packed these these rinks can be. It's just well, there's always something going on uh, in in these rinks here. Let me uh, piggyback on that a minute because Bill Foley started something. I remember um, when they opened T-Mobile and the, the, the Golden Knights were getting ready for their first season. Um, one of the things that Bill Foley made sure happened was that the second shifters, if you will, that get done at 11 at night or whatever, were able to get out and, and choose season ticket seats and, and see the building and all that. So he had guys stationed around. Uh, remember it was a 24-hour event or whatever it was? That was so cool. And, and that's just playing to your audience. And when you play to your audience, the audience usually follows you. So um, kudos to, to Vegas for doing that. And uh, kudos to UNLV for, uh, for continuing the tradition now. Um, okay, we don't have much time left, but if you can, give us a quick rundown of what's going on this weekend so uh, we know where people are going to be and where uh, the, the next great matchup, the marquee matchup is going to be. Well, before I do that, real quickly, I want to mention because we didn't go through the whole rankings that came out. So we, we mentioned that UNLV is number one. Uh, again, these aren't uh, computer rankings, but uh, it's 
take some stock into these, but um, UNLV is, is number one. Uh, Minot State was ranked number two, uh, getting a 12 first place. So it was Adrian number three, Central Oklahoma number four, and Liberty number five. And I'll just go to other teams that are significant for our area. Arizona State was put in at 13. Uh, Arizona number 18. Uh, let's see, Utah number 22. And then other receiving votes, uh, Grand Canyon's in there, Colorado's in there. So that's that's a pretty good number there. You have, uh, let's see, that brings, that gives you uh, six teams. Uh, that mm, are that's top, an interesting number. That are in the top 25. UNLV number one, Central Oklahoma number four. Uh, ASU's number 13, Missouri State number 17. I might have missed that in the first rundown of it. Uh, Arizona number 18, and then Utah number 22. And then just on the outside, you got the Grand Canyon, uh, Colorado, and Colorado State. So what did I tell you beginning of the year? Don't <laughs> be surprised if there are six WCHL teams playing in the national tournament, which would be roughly a third of the field. And- uh, I still think that's highly And we possible. might see some new blood, too, at this year. I think we'll see some teams that haven't been in it, uh, certainly the last couple of years or a few years. Who to... doesn't want to go to Boston? They got lobster rolls. Yes, that's right. And dunk. Rolls. They got dunk donuts. Uh, you're looking forward to those lobster corner, rolls. I know that. Every corner you can get a dunk. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And you can get some clam chata. <laughs> The best I hear. I'm gonna I'm gonna fill you up with that clam chowder, okay. lobster rolls, and dunk in the morning. <laughs> oh, I can't wait for March already. <laughs> uh, I can tell. Uh, and then right after that, then we just pick up and we go right down to South Florida for the NCAA championships. <laughs> well, you you can do that. <laughs> uh, okay, I'll get the sunburn. You just get the lobster rolls. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. All right. So quickly, uh, go over what the games are here before we run out of time. Well, the games this weekend you've got you got Colorado University of Colorado is hosting Oregon uh, at in Boulder. You have that going on, and then you have Grand Canyon at ASU. Um, so that I'm already looking at the games. You can already mark that as a marquee matchup. Uh, you know, we, we'll have to watch it from afar, but but that that might be what we deem. Some as of the, some of you will. Oh yeah, you at Arizona State. Yeah, you'll be in you'll be in the you'll be in the area. So yeah. uh, you might be able depending, to get depending on able, game time. You might be well. It's a six fifty p.m. Uh, six okay. seven fifty p.m. Mountain Time start. So uh, so I'll just uh, watch it from afar. <laughs> and there there we go again. There the, here you've got Arizona State's uh, NCAA opener at their new building, and the ACHA programs has to have games at the same. time same time so that's that's a bummer for the acha program because i'm sure all the attention is going to be on the nca program but for those that can't get into mola i guess can come and check out the uh, acha program and and, and let's also shout out quickly that the uh, mullet arena is being in, um, introduced to real hockey tonight with uh, the asu women taking on the grand canyon women as we speak yeah so that's uh that's exciting uh so that's that's exciting that they'll get to they get to be part of that uh, so also this weekend you have Missouri State hosting Oklahoma uh, at the, in Springfield, Missouri, and then you have I think that's it because Arizona's off this weekend. Uh, they got a big trip to uh, they got a big trip to uh, Michigan coming Adrian. up here. Adrian or Adrian, and yes, Michigan Dearborn, and Michigan Dearborn, right? Yep. Uh, and then of course we do have UNLV going to Anchorage, uh, Anchorage, play University of Alaska Anchorage, and then San Diego State will be in. Fort Collins taking on Colorado State, so unfortunately you'll be out of Denver. Yeah, I already got I already got yelled at about that because I wasn't <laughs> going to be there. 
<laughs> Sorry about that, uh, Phil and uh, and Clark. Uh, I, I wish I could have, but unfortunately, this Mullet Arena deal is kind of a big deal. Yeah, yeah, it is a bit. It is a big deal. We'll we'll try to catch them. Uh, we'll try to catch them when they're uh, around again. They want me to watch them at home anyway. They want me to see them at home is what they really want. Yeah. And then I can go to the beach. And you know what my favorite beach is, by the way? Don't tell. Don't tell what it is. I don't want anybody to invade my private beach. Okay. (laughs) The Scott Strandy Beach. (laughs) Ice Time Hockey West Beach. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Okay, so that's good stuff. What's our guys at Liberty doing this weekend? Anything? Yeah, Liberty is an Liberty is an action, I believe. Let me see here. Well, let me see. I don't maybe they're not in action. Hold on, I'm scrolling through. Oh yeah, they are. They're at Adrian actually this weekend. So that's gonna be uh again, we talked with uh Kirk Candy a while back and uh, when he got his five hundredth win and and uh and so it's been tough for them. They had the tough weekend against Minot State, and then now they're going to be in Adrian. But they wanted these tough games, and so this is really going to be a, a matchup for them because Adrian comes in six and zero, Liberty is four and two right now. So that ought to be a good matchup this weekend too in um, Adrian, in Adrian, uh, Michigan. Okay, that all sounds uh, really, really fun and exciting. So you'll um, so ASU and Grand Canyon will will make our uh, marquee matchup, and whether you could get there in person or we'll have to cover it from afar, that'll be the uh, marquee matchup because I think it's uh, we we see how a good start Grand Canyon's off to. They're just coming off a big weekend against Arizona. ASU's off to a really good start, so we'll uh, we'll be following that game a little closely this weekend, among our other responsibilities that we have with your. Uh, NCAA stuff. I'll be doing some some pro stuff with some home openers, but we'll keep an eye on on the ACHA stuff too. And I will tell you that uh, with six minutes and sixteen seconds to go in the first period, Andrew Cogliano has put the Avalanche on the board one nothing against Chicago. Well, thank, I hope I, I thank hope that goodness co- they had enough time, or they killed off forty five minutes from the time of the start doing the the. Uh, introductions and all that stuff about the Stanley Cup. So it didn't even start till uh, uh, 8.15 local time. Uh, yeah, but you missed all that. <laughs> no, I watched it. I got my oh, they had it going on. They had it going on. Okay, cool. Well, hopefully hopefully uh, Colorado can, can tire, tire out Chicago because then Chicago come, has to come here and, and participate in the Golden Knights home opener. And, and that's going to be – that's always a, a fun uh, night. <laughs> um, but I supposedly, and there's been some articles written that – they are really going all out this year with the in-game entertainment for the Golden Age. So that I'm excited nice. to see. I'm excited to see what's put together for. for I that, should really the be there time. for the Golden Age. You know that, right? <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the the uh, the the video that they put out with the uh, with the players to uh, uh, a parody of the uh, of the Golden Girls theme song? Uh, thank you for being a friend. <laughs> I <laughs> thank missed you, that. Thank you for be see. thank you for being a fan. And then it was, and then it had the players doing some fun things. I did see uh, Bill Foley riding with. Uh, Marcia Sull and, and Carlson. That yes. didn't go well. He said <laughs> no. he wasn't going to do that again. No, no. No, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, okay, take it away, my friend. From the Summer Skate Studios, the Great West College Hockey Podcast was brought to you by the University of Arizona, ACHA D1 Hockey, a rich history, past, present, and future. By Summer Skates, whether you choose our original red, a custom logo, or our new black shower shoes, show off your game with style at summerskates.com. 
Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. No one does entertainment destinations better. UNLV Hockey, ACHA Division I Hockey, and a world-class education in any of our 300 majors. By M-Drive, real people, real results. Try M-Drive Boost to look and feel your best. The University of Oklahoma, celebrating 20 years of Sooner Hockey. The action you crave, only faster. For ticket information and more, go to ouhockey.net. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas and 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. Be it a loaded in Vegas dish or a rack of ribs, this is barbecue Las Vegas style. San Diego State University, 200 undergraduate programs and the top college hockey in California at sdsuhockey.com and sdsu.edu. Drury Inn & Suites. Our quality and value have earned us 16 straight J.D. Power Awards. Book your stay at DruryHotels.com. Liberty University. Strengthen your faith, your game, and your education at Liberty.edu. AT&T. Get more with Unlimited your way. Get the perfect plan for each member of your family. And by Central Oklahoma University. Championship culture on the ice and in the classroom. See if Oklahoma's Metropolitan University is for you at uco.edu or ucohockey.com. The Great West College Hockey Podcast and all of the Ice Time Hockey West podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app, available for download at Apple Podcasts, Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. The Great West College Hockey Podcast is a part of the IceTimeHockeyWest.com network. Wow, good job. That was uh, that was a long one. <laughs> That's what happens when you get more partners. We love it. Yeah, it's getting uh, longer and longer, which is good. That means more people are signing up. Absolutely, and we are well over 31,000 downloads and cruising close to 32,000. So let's keep it up, folks. Let's keep talking hockey. Let's keep listening to hockey. All right, we'll say goodnight. Little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers, De Niro. Good night, everybody. Have a good week, everyone.